You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. This is the Mind of the Meanie. Here are your hosts, the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. Peace world and welcome to the Mind of the Meanie, your weekly peek into the world according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, the Blue Meanie. We'll cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in the Mind of the Meanie. I'm your tour guide, Adam Bernard, and he is the Blue Meanie. Meanie, what's on your mind? Oh, man. How you doing, buddy? Man, <laughs> I'm good, dude. I'm good. I'm tired today. I'm sweaty, yeah. but I was also cold earlier coming in from the car, which was preceded by that, which being fucking warm at the office. So it's like this very weird barometric pressure issue I'm having here in my house. Apparently wind gusts out to the northeast at five miles an hour. So it's been a, it's been an unpleasant weather day. But other than that, I'm good. How are you? It's the better question. Yeah, man. This, uh, like I like the Christmas season, but uh, it can be a bummer of a season too, just because yeah. the sun's down at like four o'clock and you're like, motherfucker, right? Oh, God. But, uh, oh, I'm doing all right. We're doing all right. We're getting ready for Christmas. This, uh, you know, as we record this, eight o'clock, December 15th. Mm-hmm. Uh, the night before icons, we're doing icons tomorrow. Getting ready for that, getting my shit together for that. And then um, going to be doing icons all day tomorrow. Then hopefully uh, partaking in some uh, barley pops at McCusker's after with some friends. Nice. And then, uh, yeah. Just, uh, yeah, looking forward to Christmas. And, uh, you know, you know, this Christmas, hopefully, knock on wood, we'll be able to uh, still uh, travel. Mm-hmm. You know, the last couple you know years, I've been able to travel because, like fucking clockwork, yeah, we've gotten sick along the way. Like, right, uh, like a week before Christmas, and we've we've canceled our trip. That it's just been like been me and Mrs. Meany for the last three years by ourselves. But we're hoping. That sucks, man. Hoping, to, yeah, hoping to go to uh, Connecticut for Christmas and uh, do all right. But all right, hey, I'm I'm all right. I'm all right. Just um. You know, uh, d- debating on what do I want to talk about. <laughs> well, I was thinking, I was going to talk to you about, you were saying about uh, the, the the daylight issue. Um, this is the time yeah. of year that fucks me up worse than anything else. I know we're we're open about our mental health here. There's nothing yes. wrong with talking about your mental health with anybody here. You, you know, my DMs are open. If you just need someone to talk to, I'm always available. But um, first of all, before we get into that, shout out to the pod squads here with us. we got a full house in yeah, the house we tonight, we got Lucio, we got Nate, we got Machete, we got Vanessa. Hello, Vanessa. Go to patreon.com slash mind of the meaning right now. Sign up today. Tears starting meaning I will have you know, or dare I say Sir Blue at $10 yes. a month. You can sign up today and watch our beautiful faces as we record each and every week. Uh, but this is uh, this is like the time of year that just really fucks me up, man. Like it's just the, the darkness and the the like. By the time I leave my shoot job, it's fucking. It's been dark for four hours. It feels like you know, and it's just like I get up in the morning, it's dark. I drive to work and it's dark. I come home, it's dark. I barely see my kids. I'm exhausted, and it's just like right up until like the twenty second, which I think is the winter solstice, if I remember correctly, and that's the shortest day of the year. And that's the day I really look forward to the most during this month because it's like I know from that point on it's going to get brighter 
every day after that, it's going to be better. But fuck, man, if my mental health isn't in the shit right now because it's like so tired, yeah. it's just depressing outside. So what date is that? The the solstice? The twenty second. So it's a week from today. So it's uh, next Friday. And then that'll be, that's the shortest day of the year. And then after that, it just continually gets better until that. But I want to say, I want to go on record, Sir Blue, and say, fuck daylight savings time. It's fucking antiquated bullshit. We need to get rid of it and get on a standard time forever because this shit sucks. You know, they they keep threatening to uh, do away with it. And uh, they even passed like a thing to say, oh yeah, we're doing away with it. And nothing ever comes, becomes of it, you know? So I guess there's some states that, uh, or there's some places in the country that refuses to do it. Like, I think there's a city in Indiana that doesn't, uh, abide by it or something like that. Or there might be a city in Arizona or something like that. That Well, that's that what doesn't. I was going to say the engin- engineer extraordinaire, Carl Pinnell, uh, I'll have you know. Yo, asshole. I don't fucking sound like that. You do. But he also lives in a state. He lives in Arizona and they don't, they don't acknowledge daylight savings time at all. So they never change anything. And I'm like, dude, how rad is that? He's like, oh, it's fucking great. <laughs> I never have to worry about anything until I come home. So it's, yeah. it's you know, it's nice. I hope, I wish they do away with it. I don't know. It's, it's seriously the most antiquated thing. I think one of the most antiquated things we do in this country. And it's like, it doesn't have anything to do with farmers. You know, John Oliver did a whole piece on it a couple of years ago. And, and every time yeah. they switch the time, they always post it on their socials. And it, it uh, from what I'm seeing here from the Google machine, it was implemented with the Standard Time Act of 1918, a wartime measure for seven months during World War One, in the interest of adding more daylight hours to conserve energy resources. So it's also from a fucking war that was fought a century ago. Like, what? Are yeah. we, wait, what the fuck are we doing here, man? This is ridiculous. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, unpleasant. Oh, absolutely. It's 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 a dog shit time of the year. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm 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 just miserable. I'm just. Raging, you know. I'm, <laughs> today we we're in a fucking shop, right? And I'm uh, today. I, I was just not having it today. And we're standing there. We get into one line, and the little old lady at the front of the line is having the guy, the poor guy at the register, is looking through her receipt like he's Jericho reading the thousand and two holds armbar. <laughs> Well, how come it's that much? Well, you see, ma'am, uh, the item you brought to me and I scanned, and we're like, I was like, look, there's a shorter line over there. Let's go over there. So we go over to the shorter line, and then we're like, you know, it's the exact same situation. Little old lady just, well, how come it's this much? Oh, my God. God. I was afraid to go to a third line and then see somebody paying with a fucking check. You know? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Today, like I legit like held back tears of anger. Mm. I was just like, oh my God, this is, and I'm, I'm usually easy going, yeah. you know, happy go lucky, meanie. And I'm nice to a point until, yeah. you know, like Patrick Swayze says, I'm, I'm nice to uh, people give me a reason not to be, you know, I think it was Roadhouse or something like that. But um, yeah, it's just brutal, man. Just, you know, and then you just, you deal with it. You try to be nice. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you're nice 90% of the, you know, 98, 9% of the time. And, you know, you're, you're, I'm always afraid that 1.1% 1. 1%, you 
I'll lose my cool and somebody will go, oh, see, I told you the Blue Meanie's an asshole. I was just right? going to say that. Someone could be like, oh, I'm waiting for you. Oh, I fucking told you he's dick. Throwing it on Twitter I, and shit. Yeah. Yeah, I literally need to bat a thousand when I'm out in public. Or, so- you know, or It sucks. It does. It's like, we. I know we've talked about it before in the show, which you can actually also find our archive at mindofthemedia.com. Just want to throw that in there. But we talked about it before where it's like people stop pro wrestlers in the airport with these fucking mounds of photographs and fucking pop Funkos and shit. And like, it sucks. Like I can't even imagine the pressure that y'all feel when you're in public, you know, between being in a supermarket, you know, like, or even just having a bad day. Like everybody's got a shit day, but you have to like put on the airs all the time where that avatar, it sucks, man. I can't even imagine what that's like. Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, you do what you do. You go home and then just go upstairs and take a rage shit. And yeah, then you And then uh you know, you take a little happy post dump nap, you know, but uh This is a drizzling shit. Thank you, Dan. Yes. And uh, you know, well speaking of you know, being in public, right? Just uh I guess it caused a little bit of a, not like a major brouhaha, but a little brouhaha as a, I was, oh, excuse me, there we go. <laughs> I, was uh, gonna say, I saw the movement because I was doing it earlier while I was doing the intro and I was like, please don't let, let me start this again. So I didn't want to fart yeah. too loud, but you know, shit happens <laughs> if they will, if you say. And I, I've learned my lesson with shitting into the mic and then just sitting into my cloud. <laughs> <sighs> sitting down in Technicolor, oh, man. Like, I want, I legit want to set up like a, a fart chair one show, like maybe after a night of drinking, where I'm just sitting here, you know, get a nice steel chair, <laughs> set up a, a mic underneath. Cause yeah, I got, I can put four mics in this fucking thing, right? And just be like, you know, put up the handgun, oh, and then let it one rip and just see what it naturally sounds like, you know? Dude. But I've tried to do, shows in like other chairs this chair is beyond comfortable mm-hmm. i don't i can't imagine myself i thank god mrs meanie talked me into getting a new fucking chair right yeah i was, I was trying to be cool i was like oh i'll uh, record my podcast in the spectrum chair because i got four spectrum chairs right <laughs> so fucking uncomfortable yeah dude uh, and he tried to stand up i look like the fucking i look like a fucking broomstick up my ass it's just like <laughs> You have that hunched over. I know exactly what you're talking about. That hunched over, like, yeah, you know, shoulders back, walk, like, fuck, this sucks. Yep. I know yeah. Exactly what you mean. Yeah. I look like the tin man, you know, just, <laughs> and I'm walking, I'm walking like the gingerbread man, you know, <laughs> like that, that walk you take when you, like, a shit suddenly hits you. Oh, man. And it's like the kind of thing, you know, you're driving home and you get the bubble guts, you're like, boop, boop, and then, uh, you find a parking spot and you get out of your car and you're like, oh no. Yep. And then you walk up to your front door and it's like, oh my, it knows, it knows. <laughs> your body your always asshole, knows. Your asshole knows when you're close to a toilet, and especially when it's yours, right? Yeah. Yeah, home base, you know? Uh, and then you get, you know, you fumble to get the keys in the door because you're getting the fucking sweats. Yep. And just, and like you get the door open and you can't step in the door because if you step, if you were if you do anything close to re- releasing the clinch, yep, you're going to wind up cleaning more than you you anticipated. <laughs> so you, 
And there's been times where I've gotten like halfway up the steps. And you, it's, it, I feel like a pair of jeans that way. I feel like the yodeler on the Price is Right, you know, the yodel lady, yodel lady. Like, you know, he gets the price and he stops halfway and you're like, oh. <laughs> you I'm about know, to start whistling then, the stranger in a second. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, but uh, where were we going with that? We, well, I, we, were, we were talking about, we, I think we were just talking about like just being the shits and, and uh, I was going to tell you, I, that's been happening to me recently is... Um, I, uh, I changed my diet, you know, cause Brad's helped me get back into shape and I, you know, and, and usually I'm, I'm like a dog. Like as soon as you change one thing in my diet, it's just diarrhea all the time. And oh, yeah. last week while we were recording at, at my brother-in-law's house, there's like, he was, I'm in his office and right outside the door, there's a bathroom and probably at like the 30 minute mark, man, I was like, Oh fuck. Like, there's no way I can stop the show and go. <laughs> it just doesn't work for me, you know? And I'm sitting there, and if you watch the video back, I'm just, like, scooching and moving. And I'm, like, at some points, I'm, like, you know, like, my eyes twitching. I got the cold sweats, man. Yeah. Soon as I was, As soon as we were done and we wrapped up at the end, I fucking booked out of that room, dude. And I was, like, please, for the love of God, don't let anybody be in the living room. Because, like, the bathroom is here, and then, like, uh, you go, you take a step, you go to the left and go take a left again. And the living room is literally you're connected to it. It's like, fuck, please don't let anybody. <laughs> Kids are knocking dude. on the door. Dad, are you alive? Are you all right? <laughs> dude, I wish I could find the audio. Um, after uh, Starcast in Baltimore mm. years ago, they were having Starcast before that year's uh, full gear for AEW. <laughs> and uh, I went to the, you know, night one and then like, day two or whatever. <laughs> but Conrad fucking called me out on one of the, one of the podcasts that weekend. He's like, uh, well, guess who blew up the bathroom? The, guess, guess who blew up the green room bathroom at StarCast? <laughs> and I forget, I wish I could find out who the, that, that, that host was or which, which, cause he does so many shows. Yeah. I wish I could figure out which show that was. Uh, Blue Meanie blew up the blew up the green room bathroom. <laughs> which I was howling because I was trying to be fucking. Uh, I was trying to be incognito, like because there was like two green rooms and they were joined by the bathroom. I just fucking went in and dumped fuel. It just <laughs> jet fuel I doesn't did. burn porcelain. <laughs> you tell me. Uh, why don't you tell me, Blue? Yeah, the golf. Do you know I live off the grid? <laughs> <laughs> Three hundred gallons of potable water. <laughs> I print. I cut down my own trees and print my own books, and uh, I write my own language. It's called Stragoli. <laughs> Dude, I watch like these videos. Like I'll be scrolling Facebook, and they show you these like videos of people building cabins in the wood by yeah. themselves. I watch every fucking second of it. I'm like, that would be amazing. Yeah, dude. Just to get a cabin in the woods. Just give me a little bit of Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. I'm good. I'll be set forever. I would be I would off the grid, it. dude. Oh, fuck yeah. I would totally take Gazinski it. You know, just... <laughs> well, no, the bombs, of course. Yeah, but yeah, living oh, off the grid, yeah. Yeah, of course. Well, not those you know. Oh, I, mean, I mean, bathroom. bathroom bombs. But see, then the other thing is, you'd be broccoli, sh- broccoli bombs. You'd be yeah. shitting in a in a in a in a hole in the ground, so, and yeah. you wouldn't have anybody around for miles. So it's not like you would gross anybody out. 
you know, Mrs. Goober's <laughs> used to my noises, so it's not like she would be, she would just, oh, God, are you, are you dying? It sounds like you're dying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you got, a rattlesnake in there? It sounds like a sideline. <laughs> you know, you, you, it sounds like you have a kazoo sticking out of your ass. That's what it sounds like. Every single night, it's a kazoo. I'm like, well, what do you want me to do? You fucking, what do you want me to do here? I wonder what goes into building a, a cabin in the woods. Like, do these people just find like a random spot in the woods and go, okay, I'm building here. Yeah. Do you literally have to find out who owns that part of the woods and build on it and I, I always wonder what kind of goes into it like if you just build a random cabin in the woods can mm. somebody just take that from you or I, it's it's I wonder how that shit works I, well i can tell you that my dad used to own like a bunch of land in upstate new york it was undeveloped it was like you know there's a stream that ran through it and there was a big like beaver dam and shit but it was basically like 95 percent of the land was just trees right and there was a section that was cut out right in the front that was just grass, right? And the neighbor's cows would come and graze on it and shit. Um, <clears throat> but he had people that were, I think he had something, it was, somebody, it was either his land or somebody around him who had people like that were like kind of squatting on the land. So from what I understand, like you have to actually own that track of land in order to build on it or put anything on it. But gotcha. I think if you're talking about somebody like Kaczynski uh, or some of these other, you know, mountain folk, uh, they're what they call sovereign citizens and they don't believe that they, it's a whole philosophy, but they don't believe that, that government oversees their land and like they can come and just like quote unquote seize stuff. So was, there's that aspect of it. But, um, it's, uh, it's interesting where like, I would be curious. I kind of want to know like how Ted Kaczynski built a shed in the middle of nowhere and survived. You know what I mean? Like that's the kind of shit that yeah. fascinates me. So, yeah. Yeah, that stuff like that always yeah. fascinates me, you know. But uh, yeah, I, dude, I would love to just like live out in the middle of nowhere where you could just like stare at, at, at go out at night and look at the sky and actually see stars. Yeah. You know, the other yeah. night, uh, we, the other night, everybody was talking about this meteor shower that was supposed to be happening. I was like, "There's no way I'm seeing it in fucking Philly," you know, with all the the light pollution in the air with, you know, with the, you know yeah. living near a big city and stuff like that. There's no way I'm going to get complete darkness where I could see it, you know? Yeah. But uh, I mean, the closest I th things I'll, I'll see like is a shooting star or something like that. Yeah. I, a couple months ago, I, I swear I saw a shooting star. Like as I was driving down 95, it's like, Oh shit. You know, it kind of makes me wish I had one of those dashboard cams like that. Yeah. You all see in Russia when, you know, like a comet <laughs> and blows up a building or something. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that, that's, that, I would love to do that. Just, yeah. Like, I, my, my goal is to, like, keep a little apartment here in South Philly. Mm. And just move out, like, an hour out into the country or something like that and just... Not be bothered. Yeah, <laughs> just so if I can have a nice point. house, have a nice shed out back. You know, you could put a a gym in, or you know, some kind of you know studio where I could have like a minded mini fucking studio out there. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you know, I I think about it all the time. It's just a matter of winning a fucking Powerball, you know. Yeah, but it's not a. I mean, again, I'm 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 consistent in my belief that you should be playing lot, the lottery every single week, but. It's not, a, it's not a bad thought. Like, it's not a bad idea to, you yeah, There's know. a few things called. <laughs> just, 
just, uh, you know, a couple of two, three handfuls of things. I think uh, you've been pretty on point. Um, yeah. But I think it's, it's you know, there's there's something that, that seems really, like, serene and peaceful about being off the grid, you know, away from the <laughs> rat race of shit and just, like, just being away from all this crap all the time, man. You know, like, it's just, it's it's so overwhelming, but... Um, I mean, I'm definitely battle tested, you know, yeah. living in Philly, you, you kind of have to put on that exterior. Yeah. I would love to be able to just go out in Millware and just go, uh, and just decompress, you yeah. know, and not worry, not worry about the things that are going to come out of somebody's mouth that's about to talk to me, you know, and I have that thing where like somebody, <laughs> I, I can see somebody walk through a door walk towards me and I know exactly what they're going to say and then they say the thing I totally knew they were going to say and I get mad because they said it (laughs) it's just like body language approach Uh, can I ask you a question you just did (laughs) (laughs) I'm not that guy can you help me sir yeah, nope. yeah. I try to be polite. Like I said, I try to be polite. I try to be kind. Yeah. But some days, some days I have a case of the fuckets. You know, yeah. just everybody does, man. It's not. It's, you're human, man. Anybody who who acts as if they don't, like nobody has a hundred. You're not shooting a hundred percent of every shots. You know, like it's it's. Yeah, you're gonna have a shitty day, and it just again, it's just. I think that's what we were talking about initially before we got into the drizzling shits. Was like the fact that you're expected to just hold up this avatar all the time and, and not be human yeah. about it. It just, it sucks, man. And that, again, like going back to the beginning of the episode with mental health stuff, I'm sure that's really taxing on, you know, I mean, imagine, like I said, there's somebody else that just got it happen to recently in another airport where it was like, they're throwing stuff at this person to sign. And it's just like, at what point do you just say, fuck off, you know, <laughs> like all leave right. these people the fuck alone. And at what point yeah. do you as a, as a performer and even as a human being just go, that's enough. I'm done with this shit. I'm not doing this anymore. You know? Yeah. I, it's kind of, why I'm kind of glad where I'm at now Yeah, to where I could kind of walk down the street and be cool or mm-hmm. go through an airport and be cool. But I've, I've like, during my WWE run, I definitely encountered that. Yeah. Somebody comes up to you with a stack of like a hundred photos. Sign these, please. I'll sign a photo. And, you know, and sometimes you just got to put your foot down and say no. Yeah. And then, you know, you go to check in for your flight. And as you're going up, about to go up the escalator to, you know, meet your connection or meet your flight, go through security, all that stuff. They send the child over. Oh, man. Because, you know, if you turn down the child, then they go, oh, Blooming hates kids, you know. And it's, not, it's like, all right, I'll sign one for you. What's your name, little girl? Yep. You know, and you, you personalize it. Yeah. You know, or you just grab a stack and walk away, yep. you know. That way you can then sell them and then do your own thing. Or if you want me to sign a stack of photos, give me 50 of them. Yeah. To yeah. keep. And I'll sign the rest. Mm-hmm. That way I, it's a 50-50 property. It's, a, it's, a, it's mutually beneficial. I didn't have to pay for these photos. I could go sell them for whatever I want. And in turn, I'll sign those for you. You sell them wherever the fuck you want. Yeah. If if you're you're going to do mail order because I I don't do mail order because mm. I hate going to the post office you know yeah that must be which, kind of probably, which I'm probably cutting my nuts off uh, by I mean, doing that but just, there's a there's extra expense for that and you know what I mean taking all those boxes down to the fucking post office like that's a pain in the ass 
Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I got PO box. I don't even go to it really. Yeah. I mean, much. it's just, you know, it's a, it's a case, you know, if somebody wants to send me a, some oversized and I don't want a porch pirate to come around and steal my shit. Meanie. Yes, sir. Or should I say meanie claws? The season for a fresh cut is finally here with our sponsors of today's show, Manscaped. The leaders in below-the-waist grooming have just launched their fifth-generation lawnmower to help you avoid another silent night in the bedroom this year. Take care of your special snowflake with Manscaped and watch your South Pole shine like never before. Get the best stocking stuffer of all by going to manscaped.com and using promo code MINDMEANIE for 20% off plus free shipping. Mrs. Claus will thank you, sir. And Meanie, I want to talk to you, sir, about how Manscaped has helped keep your elves looking sharp this holiday season. Man, Manscaped is knocking it out of the park again this holiday season. Uh, whether it's the Weed Whacker 2.0, trimming up my ear and nose hairs, or the uh, the Lawnmower 5.0, helping me uh, trim up my jingle balls, keeping them tight. I love it. And then what could be a better gift for your friends and family, Meanie, than the gift of good hygiene and a few laughs? Starting with, of course, the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. This is the crown jewel of the holidays and, dare I say, the best ball trimmer of all time. This electric razor's advanced skin-safe technology is a lifesaver and known for reducing nicks and cuts on his Santa sack. Uh, but fun doesn't stop there. Uh, does dad have nasty nose hairs? You can save the day with the Weed Whacker 2.0 nose and ear hair trimmer. Is there boxer game week? You can take care of those chestnuts with Manscaped's Boxers 2.0, featuring their signature jewel pouch to keep you calm, cool, and collected. And also, too, there's nothing worse than somebody that's walking around with goat nails, pal. If their nails have seen better days, Manscaped has you covered with their brand new Shears 3.0 nail grooming kit. So go right now and get 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code MINDMEANIE at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping uh, with promo code MINDMEANIE at manscaped.com. Say ho, ho, ho to a well groomed mistletoe with Manscaped. And as always, we thank them for sponsoring the program. You, you know, know, I read a story. I was, that's what I was going to tell you about. They they outlawed that. It's a, it's a felony now. If really? Somebody, yeah, Philadelphia. Let me pull up the story. I've just, I saw it on, was it 6ABC? Uh, I'm going to look it up right now. Porch Pirates. They, uh, where's a PA? Hold on, I'm sorry. Yeah, they just, they, they made it a felony now. And I was like, oh, I got to tell Meanie because I know, like, even just, like, I have to send everything to your PO box because it's like, I don't want anybody to fucking jack your shit. You know what I mean? Like that's, you know, here it is. Yeah. yeah. Porch pirates with tougher penalties. Um, a first or second uh, offense for stealing an item of greater value is up to five years imprisonment and or a fine of up to $10,000 where the third and subsequent offense is punishable by seven years behind bars and or a fine up to $15,000. Um, Good. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a great fucking thing, man. And that's all over the state of Pennsylvania too. So if it's in Philly, I'm sure it's probably more stringent there, but. Yeah, we, we've had that. Like recently somebody, like we had somebody steal an Amazon package, but then, I, you know, I've, I've luckily I have good neighbors to yeah. where my one neighbor has a camera right outside aimed at his porch, but it's aimed at my house too. Mm. But like, uh, we'll talk and we'll, we'll be like, uh, 
you know, hey, I'm not home. I got a package coming to grab it for me and I'll grab the package for him. And then when he gets home, I'll bring it over to him and vice versa and stuff yeah. like that. Too. But yeah, it's, it's, it's fucking disgusting. Yeah. You know, just, you know, the one that happened to me, he called on camera and it's just like, God, I hope I don't see this motherfucker out in the wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to have big problems, dude. Yeah, yeah hold we, my glasses, you know. <laughs> we're putting on the regular glasses. We're not sports entertaining this. This is this is a, this is a shoot, brother. Um, oh, now, I, heard a, I, heard, I heard a good story this week. I can't remember if I can repeat it, but the the ass whooping, the preamble to the, somebody's ass whooping was like, here, hold my glasses. Oh, man. <laughs> That's <laughs> always the best. You know you're fucked when you hear that, dude. You know you're totally yeah. fucked. Now we, or if Tracy's mother says, hold my watch, oh, run the other way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Yeah, you're yeah. in big trouble, man. Now we, um, yeah. we, we don't. I want to get a ring camera for out front though, because it's just because, like, I don't know, it weirdos and shit. Like, I, I just, you know, and I, I don't know if I've ever had anything stolen. Knock on wood from here where we live now, but I know when I lived in Westchester, when I worked at the one apartment complex over there, um, one of the Amazon drivers around the holidays, we caught them. They were back, so my parents lived there at one point as well, and they were facing the back of the building close to Chester County Hospital. That's where all the dumpsters and shit were. Yeah. And we caught one of the Amazon drivers at like six or seven at night. They're supposed to be delivering shit. And they're literally back there ripping open the bags, taking the stuff out of it and throwing the bags into the trash can. And so I don't know if another neighbor saw and and called the police and then the police called Amazon. Amazon was like, yeah, we're just going to send everybody new shit because it's cheaper for us to do that. And then the the police were just like, well, we can't do anything because, you know, that's what happens with these with 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 uh, the Amazon drivers and stuff. We see this all the time, so we don't really file anything, you know. If you don't have a license plate, and I was like, "Well, what the fuck? Like, they, everybody just gets away with this shit. Like, this is insane. This person probably walked off with ten, fifteen thousand dollars worth of merchandise because the back of the car was full of stuff, ripping open yeah. boxes and bags and shit. I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. It's fucking. Yeah. And then they're probably turning around and flipping it for twice that much, you know. For, for Amazon, it's probably insurance write-off or something like that. I, for the amount of money that company's fucking worth, man, I'm sure. Yeah. Probably a, yeah. a ridiculous amount of money, but I'm glad It's insane. Yeah. Like the amount of Amazon Prime trucks I see just in my area. Yeah. Like I've seen an Amazon truck pass an Amazon Prime truck or an Amazon truck pass an Amazon truck. It used to be, I mean, they all look like UPS trucks now too. It's, so yeah. it's like- Holy shit. It's crazy, man. They're literally, the imprint of them is, and again, like I remember buying my books from Amazon back in the nineties, you know, that was like where I got my, I'd, I'd save up my allowance or when I started working in the early two thousands, I would, I would fucking save up my money and buy books and CDs from Amazon and they would come, I don't, you remember, I'm sure they come in the little cardboard packages, the fucking yep. rip off the back. You're like, oh, fuck it. It's my CD. Cause it had a label on the back of it. Was after the wall went out of business, which was the greatest fucking place in the history of all mankind. Um, and it was just like, I couldn't, at that time, you would, I would have never believed that that company would have become this giant juggernaut that we have now. But um, yeah. yeah, I'm sure it's a, I'm sure it's a tax write off for them. I, you know, but I, I'm glad they're, I'm glad they're doing something now to try to, you know, curb that and absolve it. Uh, so people stop, you know, ghosting with your shit. But I wanted to ask you, sir, actually, since I mentioned ghosts yeah. just now, See how yes. I did the transition there. I hope you like that. I'm going to give you yo cause. What up, Angel? So um, I've been watching a new show recently okay. that, that Mrs. Goober turned me on to. It's called Ghosts. Have you heard of this on CBS? 
Oh yeah, it's a situational comedy. Yes, right? yes, it's a situation comedy, and it's on um, it's on CBS. I don't know when it typically airs, but we have the Plex set up, so we're watching all the mo- the shows there. And it's basically it's about a bunch of ghosts who haunt this house uh, that they're they they didn't cross over, or as they call it, getting sucked off, which is fucking <laughs> great. And um, the it's a husband and wife. The wife becomes the owner of this house because her aunt or something dies, and she's the heir of the house, and she falls down and hits her head, and then after this concussion, she wakes up and she can talk to and see these ghosts. So it's basically about all their different lives and stuff. Man, is it fucking good, man. I didn't think I would enjoy it as much as I did, but fuck, it's really, really good. So if you haven't watched it, I would definitely recommend you checking it out. I saw a uh, commercial for Ghosts, and I saw a commercial for Ghosts UK. Yes, because I think the, the U.S. show is based off of the one in the U.K., Right. So, yeah, it's, dude, yeah. yeah that's, that's what they usually do, like, uh, that show Shameless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we watched that till I think we missed the last season of Shameless, because after that, it was like, it, it, it kind of ran its course. <clears throat> Which is a shame, because there's a couple shows I, I kind of gave up on that I, I watched religiously. You know, I gave up on Walking Dead. I gave up on uh, Fear of the Walking Dead. Let me ask you a question. Let's pull that apart real fast because I have a show too that I gave up on and I want to talk about that. But um, why? Because I've heard a lot of people tell me that they gave up on The Walking Dead, you know, like five or six seasons in, which is weird because it's like, it was such a popular show. I mean, it was like, it was the the thing for so many years. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh my God, this is the shits now. What What was the moment that you guys gave up on Walking Dead? Just, I don't even know. It's like, you know, Walking Dead used to be like a, appointment television, right? And then, uh, you know, the Negan storyline came about. Uh, I forget what, I'm bad with, with which what season it was, mm-hmm. but that was pretty good. And then, uh, I forget what, what, what 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 is like maybe the, the second to last season? It was just like this. This did you didn't feel the the urgency to to see? You didn't feel the urgency. Like the first season was amazing. Yeah, you know, it felt like you're watching like a mini movie each week, and then they fired a director from season one, which from you know reading everything, you know, the cast was kind of shocked that they got rid of him. And then the subsequent the, the seasons after that were good, and there was always you know that you know moment you know, but it, it just for whatever reason it just you know it really didn't feel yeah I didn't really didn't feel the urgency to to watch it you know you know it's one of those shows where you know <laughs> me one of my, one of my buddies joke about it is like you know. Uh, and then they, they, they fucking, a kid all, will always fuck something good up, you know, or whatever, you know, Carl <laughs> stay in the fucking house or, you know, oh, uh, a prisoner coaxed the one kid to let him out of the, the prison, you know, the, the zombie prisoner. Or it, just, yeah. it just, it just didn't feel, I didn't feel that like, it, it was like, you know, yeah, yeah. It, if I felt like I missed an episode, I felt like I missed a million episodes, you know, just, yeah. but it got to the point where like, oh, I missed an episode. Nah. You know, maybe I'll, I'll binge a couple next week or whatever. Yeah, just, there just wasn't a sense of urgency. And, yeah. uh, 
so I started watching Fear to Walk Dead, which is good. It was cool. It was like the first season, they were like on a boat. Mm. You know, I was like, oh, that makes sense. You know, and then uh, they did this whole thing. And then they did a time jump where they, you know, moved from like the West Coast of California to like Texas. And then um, uh, I forgot which character they had make the jump from Walking Dead to Fear to Walking Dead. Mm. And uh, that was pretty good. But then it got to a point where it's just, you know, after the season finale, the one season, uh, I think I think the character's name was John Dory. He just made a decision to uh, leave his camp or whatever. We're like, ah. And then like in the off season, it's not like we were looking forward to the next season. Right. There was right. like nothing that made me go, oh, man. What are they going to do? Like the one season when, um, what's his name? Um, oh, my God, it's just, I'm blanking on names. Uh, the one guy, the, the, he was on time. They, they made it look like he was getting eaten by zombies mm. in a cliffhanger. And yeah. they came back and he, he actually made his way on, underneath, under under a dumpster and survived and stuff like that. But eventually Negan, you know, killed him. Yeah. I think once Negan killed, killed him, uh, I want to say his name was Ken, but I know it wasn't Ken. But, um, Glenn. Glenn, the Glenn, yes, Glenn, the big, the big guy. Yeah, yeah. They're, they 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 teased that he was going. He they they made it look like he died in one season, but he survived. But then uh, Glenn got killed by Negan. Yep. And then I was like, oh, that was a fucking brutal scene. No well, shit yeah, like that. That was well. That was That's, season. That was the end of season six. I've been looking it up as you were mentioning and talking about the Walking okay. Dead. Um, yeah, yeah. Negan shows up at the end of season six and it's a cliffhanger. I remember like, I, I never really watched the show it was like zombies aren't really my thing. Like I'm not big into the horror genre. Um, but yeah. I understand, like I, I can appreciate the fact that this was, you know, such a, such an important show. Right. Yeah. But season seven, the beginning of that season is when they killed Glenn and another character named Abraham. And it's that was brutal. That was, was fucking brutal too. I mean, it like beat that guy's fucking head to a pulp. I mean, and it's like, holy shit. Like that is, that was something gnarly. But um, yeah. I felt like what I've heard was that from what I understand is that Negan's character was really great in the beginning. Cause it's like, um, I can compare the introduction of Negan into the walking dead to Damon Pope from sons of anarchy. If you've never watched that show. Yeah, I never so, watched. <clears throat> that was the one show that I gave up on that I was like super into for a while. Cause season two is fucking great, right? I'm a big right. I'm a big Henry Rollins fan. So like anything he's in, I'm gonna fucking enjoy. Um the first two, like the first season's kind of slow, but then it really picks up like halfway through the first season. Season two is fantastic. Season three is really slow. And then you start getting into these other seasons, and it's like, excuse me. It's like some of the shows, when you use violence as a as a as an anchor, right? Breaking Bad, um, Sopranos, Walking Dead, and I guess in the yeah. earlier seasons, there's a reason behind why this character does this, right? Like, there's a reason why fucking <coughs> Gus Fring um, gets his fucking head blown off in a in a in a in a hospital, right? And you understand right. that it's part of the storyline, right? The way Sons of Anarchy was happening, it was just like, it was just this crazy over the top gore and violence. And like, 
it just felt um, shock value for shock value's sake, right? Like there wasn't anything that was that was storyline moving because of that. But this right. character named Damon Pope, he was one of the gang members. Basically, um, Tig is one of the characters. And um, Tig, there's the storyline. I can't remember the exact storyline, but Leroy from the Niners, which is one of the rival gangs of the Sons of Anarchy, is dating Damon Pope's daughter. And the Niners and SOA are fighting. And Tig runs Leroy and the girlfriend off the road and kills the girlfriend. So Damon Pope shows up and he's just like, you just, you. it's like, when you watch it and you enter, you see the characters, Harold Perineau, who is absolutely fantastic in everything he does. Um, mm-hmm. He, I believe he played uh, Mercutio in Romeo and Juliet from the nineties. Yeah. And he's also on Oz, just fantastic actor, but you're deeply unsettled when you see him on the screen, right? <laughs> you're just like deeply unsettled by seeing this man on the screen. And the way they had it set up, he was just ruthless. And like, you just did not know what was going to happen from the next scene going forward. Uh, so anyway, they just like abruptly kill the character at the end of the season. And you're like, what? Like, that was it? That was how you're going to get rid of Damon Pope? Like, just like that? You know? And like, yeah. it, it for <laughs> me, it was like, all right, we're into like season six. Like, there's only going to be another two seasons of this. I got to slog through it. You know? And it's like, I don't know, man. It just, it, it ruins the, the trajectory. I don't know if you feel that way about The Walking Dead, but it like, it ruins the trajectory and it ruins like, it's not really must-see anymore. You know, I don't know. It just, the, 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 some of the decisions that they made and uh, I don't know, not, not great. Yeah. It just, <clears throat> you know, there, there, there's a, a, a time when uh, I'm walking, we're watching Walking Dead and the girl who plays Maggie left the show to do another show on ABC that fucking bombed. Mm-hmm. She wound up coming back and then, um, the main actor who's main character, uh, Rick Grimes, Rick Grimes, that actor left the show and they said, you know, they're going to do some movies and stuff like that. And you're like, Oh, whatever. Yeah. You'll you know, be back here. here you, you know, the point where I said, you know, fuck this show is when the walking dead killed Carl. Yes. That's another part that I heard people were like, what the fuck? Like, why does it, it doesn't have to happen like this? No, he was integral character of the show. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he's the one who could have took the show into the future, maybe another 20 years, like in a spinoff or whatever. Just, right. You know, him and his sister, Judith, you know, and just, uh, when when they killed off Carl, that's what kind of when I went, you know what, I'm done. It took me a while to sit here and think about it, but you know, it's just like, yeah, yeah, I'm done with this. I don't need that anymore. What did they? Why did they kill him? No clue. Oh, I mean, I know how or why. I mean, like the, as far as the character, like what was the what was the reasoning? Did that he? Oh, yeah, he got bit. I'd have to rewatch it again, but uh, I was just, and he was, you know, he was hiding a bite for a little bit, but uh, yeah, I was just like, why, why, what was the purpose of that? It's just, he could have been the future of the franchise, you know? Yeah. Outlived the adults kind of thing, you know? He went, be, he went from being the reckless kid who everybody's yelling, stay in the house, Carl, to being a leader, you yeah. know? So, uh, 
Yeah, that, that's that's basically when I said fuck this show. Yeah. And, I, and I watched out of habit, you right. know, but it didn't really, it was just like, I, I had it on, but I'm staring at my phone. Right. It's like, it's on, but it's like in the background, like sometimes, you know, I'll put on like a random wrestling thing, at just like a, like a, a magic whoopee for a baby or whatever, you know, just, <laughs> it's just comforting to have on in the background, you know, yeah. uh, let me, I can't go to sleep. Let me uh, put on some girl monsoon, you know, just, <laughs> well, you stop. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it is what it is, but yeah. you know, it's, it's unfortunate. Um, yeah, I really mean. You know, Meanie? What's that, Adam? We hear this a lot. Every CBD company tells you that their product is the best. With quality control measures like lab testing and QR codes now becoming the standard, it can start to seem like all CBD brands are the same, but I'm here to tell you something, Meanie. They are not. Knowing what makes certain brands better will help you spend your money more wisely and have more confidence as you incorporate CBD oils, topicals, capsules, or gummies into your own wellness routine. And that's why we're proud to partner with Green Road CBD as an official sponsor of Mind of the Meanie. And Meanie, I know you're a longtime user of Green Road CBD. How has Green Road CBD helped you in your life? Let me tell you, Green Road CBD is, is a product I've been using for years. And uh, when we started Mind of the Meanie, I always was, was like, let's get Green Roads as a, as a sponsor because I use them almost daily. Uh, whether it's the gummies, you know, to take care of the aches and pains of 30 years of, of wrestling, the topical solutions uh, that help my knees, help my back, help my elbows, help my shoulders. Green Road CBD has done everything to help me maintain uh, a pain-free existence from all the years of wear and tear as a professional wrestler. And to me, Meanie, that sounds like the Green Road's difference. And it comes down to a really few important points. They're just part of the reason that they've won industry awards year after year, earned thousands of five-star reviews, and have heard countless stories from customers just like you about the impact that those products have had on your life. So Green Roads is led by a, co a compounding pharmacist with 25 years of experience helping her community getting healthy. For her and the entire company, it's more than just a job. It's a mission. And not all hemp sourcing is equal, Meanie. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. But they select, mm -hmm. our, they select their hemp from high-quality American farms. And also, not all lab testing is equal, which is why they use an accredited independent lab to conduct full panel tests on every single batch. And that's why Green Roads is an original manufacturer, not just a quote-unquote white label brand. So right now, you can go to greenroads.com, Meanie, and save 25% off of your entire purchase. Wow. 25% off of everything, Meanie. That's huge. And all you have to do is go to their website right now, greenroads.com, and use promo code MEANIE at checkout. That's 25% off your entire purchase by using promo code MEANIE at greenroads.com. Own the day with Green Road CBD, and we thank them for sponsoring the program. Yeah, I, I, I watched The Sopranos all the way through. And that's a show I, I, I was invested the whole way through. Yes. Uh, and it's a show I've, I've binged as well. And, uh, you know, just, um, I'm trying to think there's other shows. Um, I need to rewatch the wire. Yep. That was excellent. I've heard wonderful things about it. I've seen a couple episodes of it, but it's, it's definitely one that's on my list. Um, yeah. Sopranos. Oh, you got to watch the wire. It's yeah. a real thing. It's based on 
several real stories. Man. <clears throat> sorry, did I freeze there? No. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> There's a couple of moments where it looked like it froze on my end, and then it fell now. <laughs> Dude, I'm leaving it in. <laughs> Carl didn't even cut it. Just leave it. No, I yeah. um, I love. Uh, I I enjoyed um, the Sopranos thoroughly. I know, obviously, like we, you know, the ending of the show is obviously controversial. Uh, spoiler yeah. alert for anyone that hasn't seen the show in the past twenty years: uh, the screen just goes black. Yeah, and there's no real tie-up ending to it. And I know it's people have a lot well, of thoughts about it. David Chase slipped and uh, he was talking about the scene and he accidentally called it the death, the death scene. Yeah. Yep. And they're like, you realize you just said death scene and he went, fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like when you watch and you listen to what he says and like Bobby says, and he's like, you probably don't even hear it happening. You know, yeah, that's your answer. Go, right, that's your answer right there. It's go to, it's go black. Yeah. And honestly, for me, like somebody who needs closure in those kinds of shows, and like I said, we talked, I think we've touched on before, but like these characters, right? Every, and he's, and David Chase says it too. He's like, you, you watch this guy pillage and plunder for, you know, eight or nine seasons for however long it was, and you expect him, you know, like, and you root for him, and then you're like, oh, well, I want to see him get fucking whacked. And it's like, I think that's perverse. And it's like, no, I actually want to see that. Like, no one's cheering for Tony Soprano, no one's cheering for Walter White. Like that's yeah. not that's not the point. We're, we're we're cheering for like Christopher, and we're cheering for or uh, or Carmela rather, and AJ. We're cheering for you know Walt Junior. and 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 you know uh, Holly. It's like this is this is you know yes. we're not we're not rooting for these really terrible people. We we expect them to get their comeuppance, and the fact that like you deprived your audience of that seems like kind of a cop out to me. I don't know. I don't write TV, so I don't, it's not my thing. Yeah, but then, you know. <clears throat> I'm not, I, I consider myself of average intelligence and, you know, I've had to actually go and watch like recap videos of people breaking down to where it makes sense that, you know, Tony got whacked. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I, I am of the belief that he got whacked by the guy in the members only jacket. Unquestionably. It's what makes sense. I mean, because remember, if you watch that last, those last couple of shows, that was the plan all along. They wanted to get Paulie. They wanted to get Silvio. They wanted to get Bobby and they wanted to get Tony and they, yeah. you know, they couldn't touch Paulie. They got Bobby. They practically touched Silvio because you don't really know what happens to him afterwards. He's just on, on life support. So he's probably gone. And, you know, Tony's got to pay for it eventually. Like, I just, I don't know. He's, he's, to me, he's dead. And that's the way that it ended. But yeah. The way that this show is going to end today, I mean, you just see what it did there. I tied it back into <laughs> another thing. Oh, look at that. Uh, we are not typically, or typically rather, let me jump back. Typically, we end our, our shows each week with a segment we call Ask Meanie. But we're saving that for next week because next week, our next episode airs on Christmas Day. Yeah. And we are providing you with a holiday-themed Ask Meanie episode. We're going to talk about some holiday favorites. We're going to talk about some holiday things that we're doing. We're going to have Christmas and holiday flavored questions for you. Hopefully they taste like eggnog and not ham nog. So meaning I appreciate you doing the show. I'm going to tie you up here. <laughs> That's a nod to my kids. Uh, they, I want to uh, just thank you for doing the show and thank you for oh, hanging yeah. out here with me this hour we've had together. And Sir Blue, I want to know where everybody can find you when they're not listening to this program. If you would like to follow uh, Blue Mini on all forms of social media, that's uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Threads. 
Uh, you go to at Blue Meanie BWO on all forms of social media. If you would like to support the Blue Meanie, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Blue Meanie. If you would like to support Mind of the Meanie, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Call, uh, oh, excuse me. Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. Go to CollarandElbowBrand.com. Use coupon code Meanie to support the Blue Meanie, but you can also use coupon code MIND and support Mind of the Meanie and save 10% when you use either one of those codes. Uh, shout out to uh, madcatbeercare.com. Shout out my boy Josh Thorne doing an amazing job over there at madcatbeercare.com. Go get yourself the Blue Spruce Beard Oil and Balm. Uh, Josh uh, does an amazing job rounding up the kitties. He gets them, uh, you know, takes them to the vet, gets them feeling better and releases them back out into the wild. So uh, if you're a cat lover like myself, Go over and see uh, Josh over at madcatbeercare.com. The Ultra Pro Wrestling video game coming to all major consoles in late 2024. Ultra Pro Wrestling contains not only original characters created by the amazing Hal Haney, but contains many real-world wrestlers, including myself and many others. I'm trying not to spoil. Uh, For more information, go to ultraprowrestling.com. Or follow them on Twitter at UPW Video Game. Again, ultraprowrestling.com or on Twitter at UPW Video Game. Uh, I don't know how much longer I'm going to read this plug because I think they're close to being sold out, but the Figure Collections Bone Crushing Series Wrestlers, uh, sorry, let me start that over. The Figure Collections Bone Crushing Wrestlers Series 1 variants of the Blue Meanie are available now. All Series 1s can be ordered at Shop. Dot figurescollections.com. That's shop.figurecollections.com. I believe they're close to being sold out. So uh, you better get on there and get one while you can. Uh, shout out to my boy Jim Nelson over at glaciersofice.com. Jim made a three of three only handmade BWO, three of three custom BWO Air Jordans. Jesus Christ, I can't speak. Sorry. First day with the new mouth. It's fine, man. It's also we're you need a little bit of eggnog to get the, the palate wet. So yeah, hold on. Let me get this. <laughs> ah, Jim made a three of three only handmade custom BWO Air Jordan One sneakers for Stevie Nova and myself. Each pair takes Jim about 50 hours per pair. So if you want to see these uh, amazing works of art for your feet, go look them up on social media at G-O-I Kicks. That's at G-O-I Kicks. Got that one out of the way. Uh, To have the Blue Meanie on your podcast, go to podstars.net. That's P-O-D-S-T-A-R-Z dot net. Register your podcast and then book the blue guy. And uh, let's, uh, let's have a little fun on your podcast. Cameo.com slash Blue Mini BWO for birthdays, holidays, and well wishes. Uh, let's make somebody's day a little bit better over there at Cameo.com slash Blue Mini BWO. Do me a favor and book through the website. Don't book through the app because the website takes a big chunk of cash that you're spending and not handing it over to any other talent. So go to Cameo.com slash Blue Mini BWO for birthdays, holidays, and well wishes. But most importantly, Mr. Bernard, 
where can we find you, sir? Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Threads, and Blue Sky. You can find me at all of those places with my handle, This is Goober. Yes, that's my handle. No, I'm not changing it. It's a brand pal. So go ahead and follow me there and stay up to date on everything that's going on. You can check out my other show called Foundation Radio by going to foundationradio.net. Uh, you can check out all my archive. I got a lot of commentary coming. Um, I've heard from feedback from everybody about uh, what they like, what they don't like. And my highest rated episode by leaps and bounds this past year, Meanie, was an episode that I did a commentary episode. And I was shocked. I was like, I can't believe this. This is amazing. So I'm going to give the people what they want. I'm going to give you commentaries. I'm going to give you politics. I'm going to give you music. I'm going to give you wrestling. You can find all that over there at foundationradio.net. Don't forget to check out right now at Brothers Gatter. You can get, it's not too late to get yourself an official Adam Bernard wrestle buddy. There's only a handful left. I think we're under five now at this point. So you can go and check out them right there. You can also get yourself, I'll have you know, a blue meanie wrestle buddy as well. And not even better, the best deal of all, you can get a two-pack, that's right, two-pack, two-pack of your favorite podcast hosts, your official licensed wrestle buddies of the blue meanie, Adam Bernard, going to brothersgatter.com and pick one up today before it's too late because once they're sold out, they're gone. FeinbergMethod.com. Use promo code Goober and save up to 20% off your entire purchase. My trainer, Brad, is here to help you with your physical and your mental well-being. Uh, go and sign up today and tell Brad that Goober sent you. Shout out to the homies at the 10th Ward Barbershop rocking their nice. new swag today with these amazing, super comfortable uh, yellow sweatshirt. There's always there's also one in a dark green color as well. So you can go to 10th Ward Barbershop. Go out there today on the outskirts of Lawrenceville in downtown Pittsburgh. Pick yourself up a shirt. Get yourself faded looking good until Kane I sent you over there. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Foundation Radio. Pick up a shirt and help keep the lights on at Casa de Meanie and the Barnard Home for Wayward and Troubled Youth. Patreon.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Sign up today and see us record each and every week. And you can see our beautiful faces as we make faces and try to pretend like we're not farting in our chairs. <laughs> like and subscribe and comment on YouTube. Our YouTube page is activated. You can find all of our episodes there as we build up to WrestleMania. And of course, me, uh, Blue Meanie's induction of the WWE Hall of Fame. We're going to be giving you a lot of content on our YouTube page. I'm willing to this into existence. So go and check it out right there. Follow us, like, subscribe. And comment, it helps with the algorithms. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to us. Make sure you do that because that only helps us with our visibility. We want to say thank you for listening to the show. We want to thank the Pod Squad for being here. I want to thank Manscaped and Green Road CBD for sponsoring the program today. And I want to thank you, Blue. I appreciate you, sir. Thank you so much. you, sir. For the Blue Meanie. I am Adam Bernard. Join us again each and every week as we take a trip through the mind. Blue, blue, blue world order. Peace. Blue world order. This episode of Mind of the Meanie is hosted and executively produced by the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. It was mixed and engineered by Carl Pinnell. Additional narration is provided by the executive voice, Sam Krebs. That's me. Our intro music was performed by the Swamp Candles. Our outro music was performed by Chikara. Additional musical accompaniment is performed by Enrichment. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, or X or whatever, at Mind of the Meanie, and become part of the pod squad by going to patreon.com slash mindofthemeanie. Find our entire show archive at mindofthemeanie.com. 
This has been a Butts Carlton Media Production. Butts Carlton Proprietor.